Hey guys, thank you for checking out Bucked Up. Just before we start, I would love if you'd hit the subscribe button, like, share the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And starting in the new year, check out Wrapped Up exclusively on Vivo. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked up. Now he fucked up. Now he fucked up. Now he fucked up. You were showing love to uh, You'll Never Know, who I, who's a dope, dope ass, yeah. dope ass rapper. Yeah, I think um, in issue three, I had wrote about his project and then I've, I offered it to him right away. I was like, yo, I'll interview you for the next one. And ever since then, man, he he went crazy. I don't know if you saw the video he posted, like, uh, I think maybe Friday or sometime last week. No, I had so much, man, He had like so much energy showing off that issue that he was in, man. So it just bugged me out, man. It's oh, always crazy have, to see. I'll have it's to always crazy to out. see. Yeah, yeah, it's on his IG, man. He posted it up. Oh, that's dope. Like, yeah, man. So I would get see. I was like, you know, you do your in the magazine. You have your interviews written out. I would get mm. so nervous doing that. Like, I like the podcast because I, if I saw like a written out how I ask questions, I'd be like, God damn, you just asked the same question seventeen times. Yeah, man, it's different. You know what? Because when I first started it, I was thinking about like the idea for this, you know, for street dreams, I was thinking about doing it as a podcast, but I didn't have nobody that, that really like knew mixtapes like that. Mm -hmm. So, so since I didn't have like friends or anybody that really like knew about mixtape culture like that, I was just like kind of left in the, um, kind of in limbo. Cause I didn't know really how to go about it, man. So, but being that like, you know, I could write out the questions. I could always like ask them like how I think they should sound. And then I could always change it like in the editing process. So, yeah, it always works out that way. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so that that makes sense, though, because like I can you go like, do you go back and do you listen? Do you record the interview and then you like listen and write it out afterwards? Yeah, hell yeah, man, because there's no way I could, like, remember everything that somebody had just said. No, you know? totally. I just couldn't yeah. believe, like, listening, having to do that, like, listen to my mm. own voice and do that, I would not be able to. Uh, it's a pain in the ass, man. Like, <laughs> let's say, like, like when I first started doing the interviews, man, I was doing, like, hour-long interviews with people, and that shit would take, like, maybe, like, three, four hours just to get one interview down. So over so over time, man, I had got had like started to get better at it and kind of broke it down a little quicker than doing whole hours, like just making sure that I just, you know, touch on those key the key points that I want to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, so usually it takes about an hour, hour and a half. Depend, you know, now I've, I've dropped down the interviews down to like 30 to 45 minutes. So okay. once I do that, yeah, it's easier to kind of get everything kind of. How much do you keep little, out of that? Like in a how written one, how, how like how long is like a written one? Is do you keep like a quarter of it or? 
I try to keep as much of the interview as possible. Like I try to make sure that that people get to a certain point. There's sometimes where I've interviewed people that could just talk, mm-hmm. and when they could just talk, it, you know, they'll it'll be like they'll get to a point, and I'll kind of decide when and where to kind of cut it. Yeah. And if it's left on, and if it's left on the uh, on the cutting room floor, then you know it just sits there. You know, I don't, I don't really, I don't release the audios or anything like that. So, do you have like a team that works with you with the magazine? Because I was. So you have four issues out. Yeah. So and that that shit must take so long, like the amount of time and effort that goes into that. Yeah. So let me tell you, I don't have like a team behind me. I do all the interviews. I put everything together. The only thing that's really that I don't do at all is like the cover art itself. But in between that, I still put like the words on the on the covers and everything. So. Yeah. It's all just pretty much um, kind of asking people to do it, and people submit. There's times where people have submitted art, and it's kind of gone that way. But as far as everything else in the magazine itself, I'm the one putting the words on it. I'm doing the interviews. I'm hitting up people to be interviewed. I record the interviews. Like it's all pretty much just me at, at, at the moment, man. Yeah. Did so? You said you wanted to start it as a podcast. When did the idea come up for it? So the idea for every so around the time that Prodigy died, so Prodigy died in 2017, man, and I was at the first Griselda show that was in that was in um, Webster Hall in 2017. Prodigy okay. came out, and I don't know if you were there or not, or maybe you heard no, of it. No, no, I was at the Mastros. They, I'm from Massachusetts, actually, so that's okay. where like okay, yeah. bet, bet. So they when Griselda first performed in in. Uh, in Webster Hall, they were like down in the basement. They had like everybody come out, like Raekwon, Box came out, Prodigy came out. So this was a couple of weeks before he died. So I had the chance to like meet him, but I didn't take the chance to go outside and go like meet him and take go get a picture or anything. So right after he died, I started thinking about this uh, one mixtape that I had seen in my cousin's collection called um, Mob Misses by Jay Love. So it was all like unreleased Mob Deep music. So after he died, like the day he died, I remember listening to Power 105 and Clue was was playing like like, you know, prodigy music. But he was playing like the B-sides and like the mixtape stuff and the underground stuff. The deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like the deep cuts. So from there, it inspired me to go look back at like old mixtapes, go look for things. And through that, like through that, I was always looking for mixtapes on my downtime and from there it was just like reacquiring things and you know i just decided one day like i was doing comic books during the before the pandemic so then while the pandemic happened wait what do you mean you were like you were writing comic books or you were yeah i was writing comic books i was writing and releasing comic books and i've drawn a couple too Mm -hmm. and i've drawn a couple but um so during before the pandemic, strictly I was doing comic books. I was traveling to comic cons and comic conventions. But through those conventions, I had met, I had seen some guys that were doing a comic book fanzine or a comic book magazine, you know, just about they were interviewing like old writers and old artists. And, you know, they were talking about going through dollar bins and finding old comics. And I was reading them during like the pandemic and it just inspired me. It just had me thinking about the, the, the mixtape thing and the hip hop thing. 
So I was like, yo, why don't I take that 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 mixtape fanzine idea, turn it into a zine, and just do it that way? And that's just how it just came about, and it just you know took off from there, man. That's it makes sense that you knew kind of how to do it beforehand with all the comic books and stuff, because I feel like the barrier of entry in creating a magazine is so high. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, man, because like my brother, it was when I decided to do the the idea for for the the com- not the comics, the fanzine. Um, I had started like doing them, like manipulating the pages and stuff using Google Drive. Mm-hmm. And I was showing my brother and my brother's like, yo, dude, you know. You could do that a whole lot easier if you just did that on, on Photoshop. So he knew Photoshop. So he gave me like, I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. How do I do this in Photoshop? Show me exactly how to do it. So my brother just gave me like the little tutorial. He wrote it out. And I went from there and just did the magazine like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you still make comic books? Uh, so I literally just released two, like maybe like a couple weeks ago, like literally this past weekend, I did a comic convention, uh, here in New Jersey. So I still do them, but lately, man, this, this fanzine thing, the street dreams is kind of like taking, you know, taking more precedent over the comic books. Yeah. It's just become more of a, like more of an actual thing now. So now it's like, it, it, it started going crazy when I released the first one. The second one, it went just as crazy. And then I took a little, like, I went, I did like a little hiatus before I released issue three and four. And now it's like going nuts. I think I just sold out of issue four today. So, really, congratulations that. on that. Yeah, man. So, it's really dope, man. So, that's it's not crazy. Often yeah. Most people wouldn't think, like, not for nothing, but like, Oh, a mag a magazine, like why would you start that? That wouldn't do shit, but it's what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I didn't think I didn't know what to think of it. I originally planned on just doing one and then keeping it moving from there. And then as soon as I did one, everybody was like, nah, bro, like none of my peoples would let me, like, they wouldn't let me just they wouldn't let it die. They were like, yo, no, you gotta do another one. You know, so like the first one was like all DJs. I had like DJ Duop in there. Yeah, I had also also had Ito in there too, which is which is really funny. He was shout one out of the, Ito. Yeah, shout out to Ito, man. He was the first person I hit up about the magazine, and I was like, "Yo, I want to interview you in this magazine." He was like, "I hit him up on Twitter, and he was like, fucking cool about it." And literally wasted a whole like, yo, it's to the point that I can't even get at him now. <laughs> but at that time when I, when I hit him up, I was like, yo, just what's your five favorite mixtapes? And you know, he just went he just went off and told me those five favorite mixtapes and I haven't spoke to him since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go up to Rochester. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. just on this podcast. <laughs> the episode isn't released yet, but Oh dope. That's yeah, dope. we had a good time. I went up to Rochester and we took mushrooms and we just tripped for oh, a night and did a podcast. <laughs> like half the podcast is sober and half of it isn't. It oh wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Like that's why I wanted like that's why I was um I you know, I wanted to talk to you is because creating like a magazine about re- like it was just something you wa- I could tell it was just something you wanted to do. Yeah, was, so many people telling me like there's everyone has a podcast don't do a podcast like fu-. and it's like i just wanted to do what i wanted to do i wasn't thinking about like 
oh, what's yeah. gonna get me the most people looking at my shit? Like, yeah, exactly. I could agree with that because when I thought about doing the podcast, it's like I said, it was just like, like yo, you could spin around backwards and say the alphabet backwards, and there's a there's like a million podcasts. I didn't want to be just another person doing a podcast, and I just felt that that it was it was hard to balance because I was doing the comic book stuff and I was traveling, doing that stuff, and. It took up a lot of my time, so. But that's your medium. Like, creating comic books is your medium, so of course you'd use that information to pass on to the next field. Yeah, exactly. So I I think it's one of those things where, man, I had to, you know, walk to do, walk the comics so Street Dreams could fly kind of thing, man. I totally, I totally feel that. I, uh, and it's funny, the Conway shit, because the 2017 tour, that's where, I would say 2016 is when I met Conway. And I just, I met after a show, I just talked to him for like 45 minutes about comedy and shit and just smoked blunts. And it was cool because that was before they were on and shit. And in that, that conversation like set something off of my mind where I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to have more of these conversations. I don't know why that other than other, you know, other conversations I've had, but Griselda does like inspire a lot of people to follow their shit. Yeah, man. I mean, up until that that 2017 time, like I, I wrote about it too after I went to that show. Like, like I wasn't going to shows that much. Like I stopped going to like hip hop shows like in like 2010. Like why? And I and I well, I was doing a radio show at the time and like I had like a falling out with like like the radio show guys that I was doing that 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 particular project with. And it just turned me off from just rap in general. And then, like, up until, like, 2014, too, like, I was actively listening to, like, new hip-hop and things that were coming out. And I just didn't like where hip-hop was at the time, man. And I stopped, like, really checking for, like, the new stuff up until, like, I got up until I heard Griselda. So that kind of just got me excited and rejuvenated that love, man. It was like when I went to that the first project you heard was? I think the first thing I heard was Dudley Boys with, with, uh, with, with Bronson. Yeah. And then from there, from there, I like, I'm like a student, man. I'm like a sponge. I'm like, yo, let me hear what, what came before this. So the, the project that, that really had me as a West Side fan was, uh, Hitler Wears Hermes too. Oh, and yeah. it was funny. And it was funny because when I went to that Webster Hall show, first off, it was a sold out show and I got in there for free because my nephew worked for Webster Hall. So, <laughs> so he worked for Webster Hall. So he got me in there like on like sneak tips. So I got in there like on the sneak tip. So I was there early as hell, just chilling with my nephew. And I met Westside. I met Westside. And I was like the first person there. He was coming in to do like sound check. And then when I met him, it was funny because he pulls out a Hitler Where's Hermes CD. And he was like, yo, he's like, I found two of these. And, and I said, the, he's like, and I said, the first, pre, first two people I see with that I see, I'm just going to hand it to them. He's like, yo, you're the first person I saw. So he handed me a, a Hitler Wears Hermes 2 CD. He's For like, real? Yeah. And he was like, yo, that's the original, by the way. So <laughs> he just gave me a dab and then just showed love and then just went inside. Man. And I was like, I was like, oh, shit. It was funny because that was the project that I was like really fucking with. And that's what he gave me. That's do you still have that CD? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's it's like crazy. Yeah, it's just like wild. an heirloom now. <laughs> it is wild yeah. to see how big they've gotten and how they've changed like a whole realm of hip hop. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. From that show, like I just knew that it was something special. Like I left, I had to like leave in the middle of it because like I was losing my mind at just what I was seeing because I realized what I was seeing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Prodigy came out. Then, you know, they performed and then the locks came out. Then I was like, yeah, like, how much more crazy can it get? Then they brought out Raekwon and Raekwon kind of passed the torch to them that night. So when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is a moment. And I left right after that. I left right after that because I, I was like, yeah, like, this, I was just losing my mind. It was too much. It was too much for me to handle at that one time. Right? Yeah. And I haven't been to, and it's to the point that I haven't been to a, to a Griselda show since because I feel like, I feel like it won't top that moment to when I went to that first show. It won't top that. It won't top it. So I can't, I haven't gone to, to see any, I haven't seen Benny in them. I haven't seen Conway show. I haven't gone to none of their concerts since. Yeah. Is it like too emotional for you? Like, I, don't I know, know what just, you're, I know like, what you're talking about, but I, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's just, it was just a lot for me to handle at one time because, yo, you don't ever see, it was like Raekwon kind of, kind of put it together, put it, put it perfectly when he was on that stage. He was like, yo, he was like, he's like the mob locks and woo just walked in this building tonight. They're like, you don't see that for anybody. You know, it was just like, bro, there was like a who's who of people in the crowd too. You know what I'm saying? Like I met, yeah. um, I met, uh, who's this guy? Uh, he's like an Asian dude, but he's like a chef and, um, and he has the show, uh, fresh off the boat. Oh, um, oh, uh, oh, 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 what's his name? Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna kill me now, man. It's gonna kill me now. Cause he had one of the best restaurants I ever went to in New York. Yeah. 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 Bath- it was, Bauhaus it was, was the name of the, yeah, the Bauhaus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what the Bauhaus. fuck is the name of him? No, that was gonna bother me. Oh, it's gonna, no. like, so... gonna hit. It's gonna hit me hours later. It's gonna hit me like hours later. No, because whenever I went to New York, I said I'm from Massachusetts. I would go to Bauhaus because that was like uh-huh. my favorite place to get food because they'd always be bumping Griselda yeah. and shit in there. And, yeah, and then the, the the logo for their shirts is is the um is it's Mob Deep's old thing. It's the infamous yeah. Bauhaus. Yeah, I, um, I totally get what you mean about the like it being too much. Like I feel that with stand up. So I'm a comedian. I'm a stand up mm-hmm. comedian. Yeah, I've seen. I uh I don't like like the new Chappelle special. Everyone was watching mm. it for the like you know, everyone was like, Oh my god, have you and I couldn't watch it for like a month. Like it was yeah. almost too much like it's that same yeah. shit. It was like almost too much. And then finally I had to like force myself to like sit down and watch yeah. it. But shit like that, it's too like I I yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I, but that's not Yeah, yeah. It, it's do, weird. You know? it's, like it's weird because I told I told my fiance about that. I was like, yo, I had to leave. And she was like, Why'd you have to leave? I was like, yo, it was too much. I was like, yo, Raycon came out. Prodigy came out. I was like, yo, the fucking locks came out. I was like, I don't know how. To, I was like, yo, like, I don't know what it was. It was just like too much overload for me, man. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was just, it was, I don't know, like my sensory was just, was just off, man. I was like, yo, this is fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> you get that with like, like talking to like someone like Nicholas Craven or someone? Do you get like? No, you know what, man? When I first started doing the magazine, I was a little nervous because you know, you know, the first magazine I could have just interviewed DJ Duop and I, I would have been good. You know, if this magazine didn't take off, at least I was like, yo, at least I got to interview Duop. And I would have been good. And when I was interviewing him, it's funny because I had I have a homie that that every certain interview I do, I'll like burn it on a CD and then take it over there and we'll chill and we'll like we'll like converse and you hear it like the phone call. They always sound like jail calls for some reason. Right. And then so the first one I was like hella nervous. And then like after like maybe like first 10 minutes it's usually like me being a little nervous and then it kind of goes away and everybody's comfortable and we're having a good time talking and then nowadays it's like it's not it's not like nerve-wracking now it's a little easier now because like i said like i i'm kind of like i know what i'm doing now most people when they get when i interview them for street dreams they're kind of aware of it now and they kind of know what it is so they're like all right cool you know, and that's the thing, man. The industry and like the artists and this like this like scene we're in is so small that everybody knows everybody. So, so it's kind of like people are once some you know when somebody has like a good interview or they have like a good time having that interview, they'll end up telling other people and they're like, okay, cool. They know the kind of like what to expect, you know. Totally, that's what happened with uh, Mark from Top Shelf Premium. Um, mm he like vouch, you know, he told people and that was how I ended up getting crime apple on. And that was like, that was the only one that I was, I don't get too nervous for interviews anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like when Conway posted that he was coming on, I like was, had a panic attack there, but like crime (laughs) apple, I was like, before he came over to the studio, I had to like sit Mm. in the corner and take deep breaths and shit. Like I was a little nervous for that one. Man, it's, it's funny, man, because, um, when I had finished the second magazine, um, I had went over to, uh, top shelf and, when I went over there, I handed Mark the mag, kind of like introduced myself. Like up until that time, I've like popped in there and would like grab like old clue tapes that he was selling or like yeah. old doo-wop tapes. And so I brought him the mag and that same day, uh, Crime Apple popped in, like maybe like five minutes after I was there. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit. This is it. I was like, yo, this is gonna be dope. So I told him about the mag and like about getting in the mag. He told me straight up no. <laughs> yeah. So he told me no. It was funny, like not funny, but he was like, he was like swearing off, like he's like, yo, I don't do interviews because everybody asks me the same questions, and I was like, yo, I was like, yo, my interviews are different. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I right, so ask me a question, and I didn't have one like off top. I was there. Hip hop Rick was there too. Oh, shout Rick. out hip hop yeah. Rick. I was just listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hip hop Rick was there too. And he was like, yo, come on, man. Like, give him a chance. And he was like, nah. He was like, nah. Give me a question. And I didn't have one. He was like, he's like, yo, see, man, you gotta be ready, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <but laughs> I would have shit my like, pants. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, fuck. I thought I was like, I didn't get mad about it. I just kind of like took it in stride. But we like took a picture and we like chopped it up for a minute. He was like, yo, but next time you see me, have a question. He's like, and I just may do it. So, so when I saw that he got on, got on your, uh, on the pod, I was like, that's dope. I was like, maybe he changed his tune about the, well, on the about, podcast. About, about, no, on the podcast, he says he doesn't do interviews other than literally he had like there's like he goes like other than Rosenberg and I listened to your podcast. So I wanted to do one with you to like give you a chance, which yeah. is like one of the craziest compliments I ever got. Like, yeah, yeah that's my whole life. Like, honestly, <laughs> I saw Rosenberg last night and I told him uh-huh. about that. I was like, listen, you're an idol. And for crime to say that you and me are the only people he'd talk to, like, I just have to say how much of an honor that is for me to be talking to you, right? Like to Rosenberg. But yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's weird because I hip hop Rick shout out hip hop Rick. I don't know why, but I just felt like he would do it because of the hallucinogen shit, like the DMT uh-huh. shit, the mushrooms. Like I'm big into that type of shit. So like, uh, I don't know man. why, but the first question I asked crime was about his DMT experiences and shit. Uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah, there you go. Man. Had you See, ever like, done that? Like, had you, have oh, you ever no, done mushrooms no. or DMT or anything? Nah, man. So I used to I used to smoke. I don't anymore, unfortunately. I'm like going on like eleven months clean, man. Oh, congratulations! Salute for real. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm on a cleanse, man. I used to like like smoke crazy, man. Like you know, smoke a lot of weed, man. But I don't know. I needed to chill for a little bit. I needed like a year year off from it. What made you make that decision? I was just going through a lot of stuff. Like after I did uh, issue two of Street Dreams, man, I was just having like a lot of like. It was like everything was going so good with the street dreams thing and the life was just hitting me, man. And I was just like burnt out from from, you know, going so crazy with the street dreams thing because a lot it took a lot out of me in the beginning, man. And I don't know, man, I was just going through so much in life that I was just like, yo, I just need to chill and get my mind clear. Like I was just operating so much on just like I think it was just the dependency on it, man. Like I couldn't have a good time without it. Like if I didn't have it. I was like a terror, man. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was like when I have it, I'm good. And then it was like when I didn't have it, I was like a terror, man. So I was like, yo, I was like, I was tired of feeling that, that, that irritability, man. So I'm cooling now, man. But um, I smell it all the time. Man. A long time, though. Like, congrats yeah. on that. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. Now that you're rounding up to a year, do you feel yourself going back or do you see as this as your new path? I don't know, man. That's the that's the funny thing, man. Um, that's the funny thing because I saw uh, a post by uh, All Guns Butter. Oh yeah, All yeah. yeah. All yeah. Guns No so, Butter. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to him, man. His page is funny as hell, man. I saw that he put up that he was like like two years, uh, two years clean from from Bud, man. And he was like, he's like, I smell it all the time. He's like, I don't know if I want to go back. And, when I saw he said two years, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like when the year comes up, I'm kind of going to decide from, from there. It's like, should it be something that I just do, like, socially? Or should it be something that, like, I just leave alone? I like the clarity, but I like the smell of it, too. And I just, I think it's just, I just remember just the good times, man, more than anything. So, yeah. I think it's just, I think it's the fun stuff that I think about when it comes to it. When did you start smoking? Were you young? Uh, so I think the first time I smoked was like, I had to be like, maybe like 10 or 11. Shit, bro. Yeah. But I didn't do it heavy until I was like, 
like 19, okay. 19, I was there. And I'm 34 now. So, you know, so up until that time, it was more like on and off kind of thing. Like yeah. I was like, I, I was able to like do it just on weekends. And then like, the thing was too, is that I didn't know how to roll. Mm. And once, <laughs> once I figured out how to do that. It, it, it was over. I, I used to yeah. spy. <laughs> I used to pay $10 for a half gram joint. That was like, I would just go over to the guy and he'd roll it for me. And, he, yeah. I, and I would just go over there. Like literally at some, I was, it was like, I was going over there two, three times a day. And it was like, I could just <laughs> learn how to roll or get a roller at this point. And once I yeah, did that, man. it was over, bro. <laughs> once I learned how yeah. to roll, it was over. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was my problem because I didn't know how to like I didn't know how to roll it, man. So I had other people do it, and I had an ex girlfriend at the time that that would do it. So mm. just terrible. I feel you. I I yeah. I'm, I don't smoke blunts anymore, and that's how how you do. Like I miss like I whenever someone's rolling up a backwood and they light it up, like I miss that smell so much. Like yeah, I yeah. miss that. But I, I, it's been three years that I just smoke weed, no tobacco mm-hmm. or nicotine or anything. Yeah, nah, man. I, I, I was like, I, I came up on those, man. I love those things, man. It's, was, yeah. like, it's to the point that, like, yo, it's weird because, like, the local, like, 7-Eleven in my neighborhood, every time I go in there, they, they remember me from, from when, you know, I used to do all that stuff. And, and they would just, they always go to grab that stuff. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Like nope. <laughs> I'm like, please put that back. So that like, please, please don't me. tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anytime, dude. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by the podcast Woody Two Shoes, hosted by comedian Thatcher Wood. Other than being a really good friend, Thatcher is one of the funniest comedians and podcasters I know. A Woody Two Shoes is available on all podcast platforms. It's a comedic podcast where he interviews a different interesting person each week and they get into a bunch of different topics. Uh, you should subscribe to his YouTube channel too at 100 subscribers. He's given away merch. At 500 subscribers, he's given away a PS5. That's right. Yeah, a PS5. So make sure you go subscribe to Woody Two Shoes on YouTube and uh, follow Thatcher on Instagram at Wood Two Shoes. Two is in the number. Wood Two Shoes on Instagram. Let's get back into it. How long does it take you to make one of the, the street dreams? Uh, depends, man. Um, so I think the fastest one I got done was issue two. Cause I I was I started it in the middle of like issue one, so when I wrapped up issue one, it was a lot easier to do two. I think two was the fastest. So I usually say about maybe uh, two to three months usually, usually two to three. So I know that I just put the uh, issue four out recently, so I know the next one I'm not dropping until until uh, issue five. Uh, issue five I'm not dropping until January. Are you so it's giving me time already? Uh, I'm starting to. I'm starting to get the the starting to look around for who I want to interview and stuff and see who would be interested in being in it. And yeah. I know I keep I keep getting DMs from people wanting to be in it. Yeah, and, and I just feel like I don't know. It, it's different for me, man, because I I like to be excited about who I interview. I don't just interview someone just because it'll be a good look or there's some clout behind it or something. Like I don't have like. Um, ulterior motives when I, when I interview people, you know, it's, 
people that I'm genuinely interested in and I genuinely want to hear their story and I genuinely want to ask them questions. Yeah. I so for like- anybody, yeah, so for anybody that's ever hit me up, like, yo, I want to be in street dreams and I, and you know, I didn't give you that, that opportunity. It's nothing against you, but I just have to find that interest, man. Like, no, I feel I kinda- that. And that's the same thing with like the crime Apple asking you are like, I've, I've asked people who have just straight up been like, you know, no, no or just like for every 20 messages I send out, I probably get two or three replies. Like, it's not like everyone's yeah. replying to my shit. And it's funny mm. that you said that because the literally like two or three days ago, I had to I the podcast has gotten to a point and this is no offense to anyone who reaches out because I lo- like I appreciate all the support, but it's gotten to the point where like I can't reply to everyone. And I also can't like I can't have everyone who wants to be on the podcast on like I I want to talk yeah. to people who I want to talk to. I do three episodes a week because like yeah, there's man. so I many was... cool people I want to talk to. Yeah, I, I like that when you were doing the, the two, because I like your reasoning behind it. When you said you're trying to get your your 10,000, get to your 10,000 hours faster. Yeah. So now that I see you're doing three a week, I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, man, you're setting a good precedent, man. I setting a real good precedent. Like, no matter what people say about Joe Rogan, like when I started listening to podcasts, that's what I listened to. And he would do three, four a week that were four hours long. And it wasn't mm-hmm. about who's listening. It's about like he wants to have cool conversations. So that's yeah. that's kind of why I do it is because I don't care if anyone listens. I just get to talk to you know, yeah. you one week, Bernard artwork one week, J U S yeah. one week from Bruiser. Yeah. I get to do mushrooms with Ito. I get to yeah. uh, like, I just like to, I don't care if it's, I just like to have the cool experience of living that, you know, having those experiences. Yeah. yeah no, I get that, man. That's kind of like, I don't know. Like, like, like I said, like most of the time, like being due to like the pandemic, I haven't interviewed many people in person. But when I do, it's always it's it's always like interesting, you know. Like I get what you're saying, man. You just want to just speak to to people that you think are cool, man. And it's just like it's weird me like doing the mag sometimes. It's like like for me to like do these interviews, I have to like you know have that genuine interest to want to like Google you, to want to listen to music, to want to scour your Instagram for any interesting tidbit you may have dropped, you know, and you know to seek more insight on, like. Like I had the opportunity to interview Dark Low, and wow. I didn't even I, I didn't even do it because I didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know until like I didn't know till like a couple like maybe a couple weeks later after after I didn't do the interview that he was going inside. I didn't know he was going inside, and now I feel like an asshole for not doing <laughs> for not doing that interview, man. Yeah, that would be that would be a legendary one, Dark Low. But I, you know, shit like that happens. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just like I'm kicking myself in the ass, man, because when I did um, when I did supply and demand, like I had the chance, I had spoke to Rome, and I had like the opportunity. He was down to do an interview there, and I should have had questions prepared, man, and. I was like, yo, I'm gonna come right back. And, and then through like the whole show and, you know, trying to like push the merch and push the books and speak to people and so much, I ended up not doing it. Then a couple of weeks later, man, he announced he was on Griselda and I was like, 
I was like, damn. I was like, I'm not going to get that one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's uh, that's why when we're I asked you first about the written part of the magazine, because mm-hmm. at least with the podcast, like I don't have to prepare questions, kind of like I can just have a conversation with someone. For yeah, no. And yeah, I have like, I have that same talent too. Like I've done that with, with certain interviews. I've been able to do certain interviews where I could go in with no questions and still have a, a, a banging interview. But if and it's but gonna be certain, written down, I feel like yeah. the stress level's a little bit higher, you know? Yeah, I, I've learned that too. It's kind of like I, now I kind of see why like guys don't write rhymes anymore to kind of just go in and do that because I, I feel like it is a lot easier. But to me, it's like it has to be somebody like I know. Like if I was to to do an interview with Conway, I think I could pull one off without actually writing anything down and kind of just going off, you know? Yeah. Same thing with, like, a West Side or, like, a Nas or Hove or somebody like that, you know? But for certain guys, like, I have to, like, do research on because, it's like, it's impossible to know everybody. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, it's like doing the mag sometimes, like I said, it feels like 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 playing God, man, because, you, you know, you could be looking someone, you could be, like, looking at someone and, you know, you have to pay attention to this one person and then you're passing up other people as well. And, you know, you got to double back sometimes. It's like the only thing with the mag that I see sometimes is that it does take time. So when I do interview some people, sometimes I'll interview them. and The interview doesn't come out for like two months. You know, and it's just like it's trying to like, I guess, slow the game down a little bit. But it's so hard to. But the conversations, man, sometimes I just like like if it takes like like if something has happened in between that time of the interview and the time that the book's about to release, I always put like update this happened, you know, after mm. the interview or something like that. So I've been able to find like ways around that. Man, but That is a problem. Is Cause like I'm sitting on about 15 podcasts right now that aren't released. Oh, wow. And I put all my ones out in order. Like I don't skip orders around. So mm. like I'm sitting on, the crime and the Ito and the yeah. it's like, I can't release that for literally a month or so. And all mm. these people are wanting to hear it. And it's like, I'm so it's just the way that I work is I have to do it in order. I'm not going to like push someone yeah. to the front of the line. Cause that's not everyone who every guest on this podcast is like equal. They all get the yeah. same amount of, you know, press yeah. and all the same amount of time. I'm not going to release one episode for like four days and one for two days. Yeah. Everyone's it's like, equal. knowing, like, you know, like when you do Edo and crime, you know, your, your, your hits are going to go up, man. So, you know, you, it's like being patient, man. And sometimes it's hard. Like there's times where I've had done interviews, man. And I just wanted to just put the audio up somewhere and just said, fuck it. You know, just put the audio yeah. up just cause it was, it was such a good conversation, man. But there's times where like I've learned patience through this, man. And I think the that's the best thing, is, man. It's like rap. Like we are, I'm not a rapper. I don't know if you've yeah. ever tried to rap, but like we're in the, yeah, no, I have. <laughs> we're in the community of it. And it's like, they don't put out like a rapper won't put an album out for a year after it's recorded, even if it's the best project they've ever done. Like you have to yeah. learn the pacing of it. You really do yeah. have to learn that yeah. patience is a virtue. Like if you rush yeah. it, it's going to be rushed. Like fucking yeah. looking at your magazines. Like I'll, I'll like to, this is the newest issue. Like if you rush uh, this, it wouldn't come out the way it does now. Yeah. It, it yeah. shows that it takes time in it. 
Yeah, there is time. There is a lot of effort. A lot goes into it sometimes. Like, I know when I did the issue three, like, there was a, a period where issue two came out and three took a minute. And the people that I interviewed in the in the mag and for issue three, they were like, like, yo, when is this coming out? When are you doing it? And it's like, yo, you know, we did this this interview like a while ago. And, you know, people would, would just be hounding me for that stuff. And I'm like, yo. I would just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. But you're it's doing a whole it comes magazine on yourself, like by yourself that yeah. takes, do you have like dreams of growing it? Like, do you have like a plan of what you want to do or are you still just doing it for you? I don't even like, to be honest, man, I don't have like an end goal. You know, the, the one thing that I, that, that I wanted that I accomplished with this issue was uh, not having to, like it basically funded itself through the pre-orders. Congratulations! Pre-orders. Yeah, so I, I said if I could do that, if I could have it, you know, the next issues kind of do follow suit in that order where it funds itself, and you know, there's no, you know, me having to come out of pocket. I'm like, I, I'm cool with that. If that's the thing, and this is just a thing that I do, and I'm able to speak to people, I would love for it to become like a platform, like a. Um, you know, like a top shelf, like, you know, people, you know, when people have rollouts, you know, and they go to, they go to breakfast club, they go to hot nine, they go to, yeah. you know, then they have the top shelf freestyle. Then, you know, you know, they go to LA leakers and, you know, I would love for that to be, excuse me. I would love for that to be the thing where they're like, all right, cool. Now I got to get my street dreams interview in. Now I got to go on bucked up, you know, yeah. like, I would love for it to just be that. If it's just a platform for that, then, I'm cool with it, you know. I'm great with it, but you know, if it could grow into something, you know, I think it would be dope too. And it I'm, is something unique. Like who else? There's yeah. not. I don't know any other shit like what you're doing. I mean, yeah, you know, like I've seen other magazines before. I've seen people do zines, and I've seen people do do this stuff. It's just I think that there is a, a a a void that I am filling. But at the same time, there there are people that do other magazines. I'm not the only game in town. You know? I always yeah. I always say that to people. It's just what we do is just a little bit different. Well, that's what you have to do is because you're doing what you want to do. Like yeah. you're talk, you're doing what you're not doing. Like oh, what's gonna get me? Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah, like like that's the thing. So what I've learned from like other things, like I've seen other magazines, and you know they'll charge artists to be in it. And they'll, you know, they'll, they'll take, you know, money from, you know, some unknown person that's just looking to get, you know, to the next step in their career and they'll charge them. You know, we don't charge people for interviews, you know, like it has to be a genuine, like I said, a genuine interest. It's like, if I don't like the music, I'm not going to just interview you. You know, that that ruins credibility. Like I've had people asked to be on this podcast. They'll be like, I'll pay you a certain amount, a hundred dollars to do it. It's like, I'm not, I'm sorry, but that's just not, it's going to ruin my, yeah. even though I need that money, I'm not going to do it because it ruins yeah, my credibility. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like there is a criteria to it. And some people like, you know, like I get DMs all the time where people send me their music and it's just like, and I think I told one person, I'm like, yeah, man, sorry, dude, it doesn't work that way. And they like argued, they're like, but why can't you just listen to the music? And it's just like, bro, I don't like the way you're. I don't like the way you're coming at me with this. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah no. It's just I, like, yeah. 
Yeah, if someone ever says no, I would never turn yeah. on them. You know, like I would never yeah, yeah. be like, "Why the fuck?" Like, yeah, yeah. No, like, <laughs> I've had people do that. I got friends that have been like, "Yo, interview me, interview me," and I'm like, "I'm like, bro, no, like, dude, I have to see something like progressive. I have to see like, you know, interest. I have to see like, you know, like something going on. You know, that is Not really just, tough. Yeah, like because yeah. I have friends, and it's like. It is tough. It's that thing where it's like strangers will make you rich, but it's also like strangers will put you like you can't you have to (laughs) like you have to if your friends aren't going to be your real friends, if they're trying to get business shit from you or professional, like, yeah, I always find that to just be weird as hell, but. Like, Did you, I, throw, you said, I throw homies on the mixtapes and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, of course. And if it's a good track, it's a different than like an interview and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, had, like, I think I had one friend that was like, oh, yo, interview me. But he took it as like, like, like it being like, like funny. And I was like, yeah, like, yo, now you're just wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, you should interview me. He's like, I think that would be funny. And I was like, you think it would be funny? Like, why the hell am I going to do something that you think would be funny now? Yeah, they don't. I don't think people realize how much of your own time you put into something, though. They think yeah. it's probably just like you interview them, someone types it up, and they put it out. It's like, yeah, that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I was like, yeah, it's not how it works. Man. It's not how it works. But, you said you yeah. you used to want to be, or you used to rap and stuff. Did you expect, like, looking to where you're at now, did you see how this you how you, this would be, how you would be influential in the in the game? Uh, absolutely not, man. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to rhyme, and then, like, I, I just got to a point where, like, like, I can't say that I didn't do anything because I did have, like, I did, my music did reach to, like, you know, Europe, Germany, and, like, other countries and stuff. I just like just didn't have the passion for it. Like, you know what I mean? I lost the passion for it. So like once I lost the passion for that, that's kind of where I lost the passion of like researching new music and stuff. And mm. th- through through street dreams, like I've been doing um that inspired me to kind of like pay attention to more things and to kind of like, you know, listen to a lot more stuff and like, you know, buy more tapes and buy people's merch and stuff. And as far as like I was always keeping it a secret, man, but whatever, man. Um, I have a couple of verses on the mixtapes. Oh, I'm do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell people which ones. But, All right, I'm going to have to yeah. listen now. You just sent them all. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have yeah, to so, listen and check that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. You got to listen to the mixtapes now. I'm not going to tell you which ones they are. <laughs> but yeah, I got, I got verses on them. I got a couple of verses on it's them. It's awesome that you can still do yeah. it. Yeah, like, I mean, like, my idea behind that was just like, I don't know if you ever heard of DJ Duop mixtape mm-hmm, yeah. or, like or like a Tony Touch mixtape. Yeah. I always, I always liked how they, they did the intros to their own tapes. And so like my idea was why not just do an intro, do the intros and just whatever. And the idea was to not tell people that I did it. And when somebody did kind of peep it the other day, someone hit me up and they were like, yo, is that you on, <laughs> on such and such song? And I was like, I was like, no, why? <laughs> and the dude was like, yo, he's like, well, he's like, if that's you, he's like, I think you killed it. And I think it was really crazy. <laughs> like, you kind of went, you, you did your thing on that. He's like, but it's not you. And I was like, yeah, nah, nah, that's me. 
He's like, I knew it was you. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I knew it was you, fucking bastard. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm gonna have to, and when I find it, I won't tell anyone. I'm not gonna ruin your. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, whatever, man. People are hearing this now. They're gonna like now. People like if they've been in the magazine, if they've been on the tapes, now they're gonna end up paying attention to that shit. But <laughs> it's strictly just that. Like that's just the fun part. Like it's just yeah. fun, man. Do I'm you not have doing any like there. dream interviews? And I'm not talking like a Nas or a Jay Z, like, but like dream interviews that are like not attainable, but ones that are like, oh, that would be such a cool person to sit down and talk with. I'm trying to think. Rosenberg is one, even though I kind of did one with Rosenberg. It's in the new issue. It's really only a one question interview, which oh, is weird. Really? But not because what happened was, man, with, with the Rosenberg thing was um, he was doing like a like a media day thing for his album, like like a Zoom. And I didn't know how many people were going to be involved in it. I thought it was going to be like you get time to do an interview and you get time to do an interview and stuff. And it ended up being like just like Rosenberg fans asking questions and they ended up being oh. like fan questions and like people asking for, for advice on resumes, it's like all types of like, like, like dumb stuff. I was the only person to really ask him a question man, and I didn't get time to really, um, I tried getting him in the mag and he was down and he was for it. And he actually has a copy of issue three. And when we did the interview, he was like, yo, I remember you. He's like the magazine is actually really dope. He did compliment it. He was oh, like, Yo, I have awesome. it. he was like, he was like, I have it right here, you know. But it, it just around the time you know, SummerSlam was going on, Summer Jam was going on. I called him at like a bad time, man. So I didn't yeah. get to get a I didn't get to get a full on interview. But the answer that he did give me to the question I had, it did actually. It was actually long enough that I was like, Yo, it, it at least filled up half the page. So I was like, Yo, that's cool. Oh, that's pretty dope. Anyone yeah, else? Yeah, but I mean, who uh, do you have uh, any other interviews on that you can give for issue five that you have coming out? Oh, I haven't locked any in yet. Okay. I haven't locked any in. Yet. <laughs> um, nah, man. Um, as far as people like, I would love to interview like like Tony Touch. I would love to interview like DJ Clue. Mm-hmm. I would love to. Um, I don't know, man. I want to interview people, but I I don't have anybody that I'm like clamoring for at the moment, man. I mean, no, if we were to be like. Yeah, like I have, um, like, like the one person I do want to interview is uh, Fredro Star from 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 Onyx. Yeah, I do want to interview him, and I think that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's that would be an yeah, awesome I got a, interview. Yeah, I got I got a homie that's doing an out al- that, that's producing an album for him right now, so I think it's like obtainable, man. I want to interview the lots too. Like, I don't know. I'm, I've tried, man. I've tried mm-hmm. reaching out, man. <laughs> I try reaching out as much as possible, man. Like I, I wanted to interview just DM uh, and every day. <laughs> yeah, just hitting him up. Nah, like, like I hit up. Um, I tried getting that core mega, man, and I went through like the proper channels of that, and it just it didn't really go through, oh, man. Too bad. Just, yeah, man. Yeah, I've been. I don't it know why, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of his older stuff, but I feel that same way with like Dre Dog. I or I tried to get yeah. Dre Dog on, and it was like you know. As yeah. I said, for every twenty messages I send out, I probably get five people to reply. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been able, like when it comes to like certain names, like 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 Sheik or like Jada. I'm not gonna uh, like. I feel like there is a limit to like the people that are in it. Like, there's just people that just 
field above those things and and that's cool you know that you know they worked hard enough to be that way you know yeah but like i, I went like- to go talk to jim jones last night because he was at the event and i was like this is a way like there's not a single chance in the world that Jim Jones will agree to do my podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like the, the same people that rep uh, Rosenberg also rep uh, the Dipset. Yeah. So, I fuck so, with Dipset. I like Dipset. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I do too, man. It's just when that, when that, Versus happened with, with with the boxing. It was just like, yeah, it made me look at Dipset totally different. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Locks needed that. Like Locks needed to come out and kill that. Yeah, I mean, James had a real like, hip hop like fan. If you're a real <laughs> hip hop fan, you're gonna choose the Locks. Like, yeah. but if you don't know hip hop, you probably know members of Dipset more. You know, like you're probably yeah. like, oh, I know Cameron. I know, you know, Jim Jones. It's the yeah. I don't know. Like I was when going into that battle, I was going into it knowing like pulling for the locks, but mm. I felt like I felt like Dipset was going to pull it off for some reason, just because I guess they've had more, I guess, like hits and they, they were more like, you know, just the following that they have online and everything. So I thought they were going to be a shoo-in for it. But as soon as like it started off, like from track one all the way to 20, I was like, yeah, like, I was like live tweeting it and I was just losing my mind, bro. Losing my mind to see this shit. If you had I was a chance like, to go to that, would you be there? You said you won't go to Griselda shows. Like, would you would you have gone to that event if a ticket popped up? You know what? I would have gone to that, man, but the fact that it was uh it was on a school night <laughs> and, I, and I had work the next day, man. I stood up late, man, and the next day I had to be in at like seven o'clock, man. So Damn. So yeah, I would have I would definitely would have gone. I wanted to go to that, man, but I don't know. Like I'm still weary about doing things with especially with, with corona still around and stuff. So No, I feel you. I definitely feel yeah. you. Man, thank you so much for coming on and doing this conversation. For real, I'm, I'm an, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you for sending me the magazines. Nah, man, this is dope, man. I, I was looking forward to doing this, man. So I'm really happy, man. I'm actually on my lunch break doing this. So it's actually really dope, man. Oh, yeah, really? I'm, really I'm happy it worked. Yeah. Thank you for doing it on your lunch break. Yeah, nah, man. Are you I'm a teacher? To... You said school. No, hell no. Oh, you said oh, school no, 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 days. No, no. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. I, I work in a, uh, for a finance uh, a financial firm that I can't so, discuss. Yeah, I can't no, discuss, no, I can't discuss who that is. But yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but man, no. It, where can people find your stuff? Like, if they want yeah, to get man. the magazine, so, if you want to get the magazines on Street Dreams Fanzine uh, dot Big Cartel. So that's the that's the site that that we use. Um, you can find me on Instagram. We don't have a Facebook or a website or anything like that yet, but yep. So that's where you can find me as far as Street Dreams is concerned. Awesome, man. Well, everyone listening should check it out. I can't wait to now that we've talked, I can't wait to like go back now that I know what your voice sounds like and read all the interviews and like oh, yeah, get a man. totally different feel into that. Yeah, man. You're in for some dope stuff, man. There's a lot of good stuff in these, man. If they like, figure I, out what I'm verses not... are yours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have fun, man. That's that's gonna be the fun part, man. Now that I told you that, now you're gonna be like listening to. If it's bad, you can tell me, man. Talk no, to it, no. man. <laughs> I'm deleting the episode. I'm just not this guy. <laughs> but no, nah, I... man. But I appreciate it. Man. I, I appreciate it as well, man. Like, of it's course, so dope, we'll, man. I'll see you in an event sometime in person. I know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You're doing like a like a comedy tour, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a comedy and rap tour that. Oh, I'm. I'm actually. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up because I never plug my own shit on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, with uh, this producer, two official who's worked with like Rick Ross and Snoop Dogg and Yoga. Okay, and we're doing. Yeah, he just a- he just hit me up yesterday, man. We followed each other, and he was sending me his beat tape that he did. So I gotta check that out now. Yeah, he's a he's a really dope dude, and we're gonna do a tour of uh, rap and comedy, and then we're gonna have a big like recorded Q and A podcast with all the people on the show afterwards. Oh, that's sick! That's dope. Yeah, it'll be a dope time. But uh, everyone, go check that out. You'll see it on my social media. Thanks for listening. In. Peace. Yeah, peace, man. Man, thank you so much for coming in on your lunch break too. I appreciate. Yeah, it. man. No, I appreciate it, man. That's why I asked. It's like, yo, how long is this gonna? How long are your interviews usually? It's perfect, man. Now I just gotta go back, man. I already ate before, so I'm all oh, good. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time and everything, and it'll be great meeting you in person. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, peace. Peace, man.